Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we look into how we can be supporters of Israel by standing up for our homeland and having discussions with people about the misinformation that they have heard and believe about Israel. Let's get started. We know that many of our listeners enjoy the content that we put out because many of our listeners reach out on social media to tell us how important our episodes are for them and how much it affects them in a positive way. Many people mention specifically their thanks for providing them with some more knowledge, history, or background on some of the issues that they hear about in their lives. They acknowledge that these podcasts have armed them with more information and facts to back up their opinions on their support for Israel. I know many people support Israel for a variety of reasons, but can often find themselves intimidated into keeping that support quiet. I understand how difficult it can be in many situations when you hear people sharing anti-Israel information, intentionally or unintentionally, and having the courage to stand up and speak out against it. Many people shy away from the conflict altogether, but others may feel like they don't have enough information to take on someone who speaks so confidently about their anti-Israel misinformation. One thing that you could say about anti-Israel groups as a whole is that no matter how factually incorrect, biased, or fragile their points are, they sure as hell are confident about what they're regurgitating from what they've seen online. It can be a challenge to feel confident enough in your knowledge of all these topics in order to take someone on who clearly has done a little bit of research on their arguments. By research, I mean spending hours watching anti-Israel propaganda put out by terrorist groups and their supporters. It is safe to say that most, if not all, have never bothered to look into anything more than those safe spaces that produce messages that supports their pre-existing ideas. With the way that the world of algorithms and online media works, once you go down that small rabbit hole of anti-Israel propaganda, it is very easy to be inundated with hate and misinformation, which will send you right to your local BDS or Israel Apartheid Week meeting, which is exactly what ends up happening. I remember recently seeing a video online produced by pro-Israel Arab-Israeli activist Yosef Haddad, where he attended a college in Australia and approached a pro-Palestinian group's information booth, trying to sign students up for their group for the following year. This student, like many, joined these groups thinking that they're doing something right based on what they've been fed through the media and other groups. When Yosef Haddad, an Arab-Israeli, asked this person who's there to represent the group some questions about their material... The young woman had very little to offer in the way of information. Not realizing that he's an Israeli Arab, she attempts to answer his questions with limited information, but when pushed for clarification, she had no answers. She had repeatedly used the idea that there are people in the group who are much more knowledgeable than she is and that she wished they were there to answer all of his questions. This made me laugh, of course, because it summarizes what most people are like in the anti-Israel movement. A person who has limited knowledge that has been led to believe the fake story that was told to them by a select few people who knowingly spread lies. These fake stories that they have been told have been validated by very carefully selected propaganda photos and videos that are spread through the misinformation machine, also known as the pro-Palestinian movement. This episode is hopefully going to provide you with the confidence to stand up for the truth and what you know is right, and maybe even change some minds. Obviously, there are many people out there that are so brainwashed and stubborn that you'll never convince them of anything, let alone that their passion for anti-Israel activism is wrong. This is more so for people like the young woman that Yosef Haddad met, a follower of one of these groups who really doesn't realize that what they believe in is based on lies and misinformation. Obviously, this episode is not going to be able to provide you with the specific points to each argument that you might hear, but I have great news for you. I know of this great podcast that you can listen to with weekly episodes that discuss a variety of topics, facts, history, and even more. You may have heard of it. It's called the Jewish Diaspora Report. 
Another great couple of resources that I suggest you can seek out for more facts and histories are Yosef Haddad, an amazing Arab-Israeli activist. You can find his videos on YouTube and on social media. Another YouTube channel that's worth watching is called Unpacked that does a great deal of videos on various topics. Many of these videos feature the great Israeli activist That Semite on Instagram, Yirmiyahu Elia. Lastly, there are many videos online of the Israeli activist and filmmaker Rudy Rockman, who has many videos online taking on the most difficult conversations armed with the facts. Once you have filled your heart and your mind with the realities and the truth of the situation on the ground in Israel, the next step is to try and speak up against the misinformation and hate that you come across in your everyday life. One of the most important things that I believe will help in your conversations will be to try and understand that this person that you are talking to likely believes that what they are doing for others is the right thing to do, in this case by promoting pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel talking points. Knowing this, confronting them in a negative way will likely make them very defensive, and you will likely never be able to have a rational discussion with them about the facts of the situation. Trying to listen to their points, accept what they are saying, and try to softly question their points to have them explain them deeper, oftentimes they will have trouble answering these questions. If they don't have these answers, you can offer them some alternatives and historically accurate facts to fill in the blanks that they're missing. Most people are fooled into supporting Palestinian terrorism and terrorist groups because they feel that they are supporting the poor people that are being mistreated. By also showing support for those individual Palestinian people who are being harmed by this situation, you can somewhat disarm their defenses. Also try to show them that there are innocent Israelis on the other side of those Palestinian rockets and that both Israeli and Palestinian civilians who want peace deserve peace. This could be the safe opening to a conversation which will help the person better understand the other side of the story, one that they have likely never heard or considered before. Trying to find common ground that you can agree on will also help the person be willing to listen to your points, rather than dismissing all of your points to avoid having to accept that their ideas are possibly misguided. If you can allow the person to see that they are right in some ways even in the overall feelings about human rights and peace, etc., but may be wrong with believing that the Israelis do not deserve the same, or who the main culprit is for the poor lives of the Palestinians, their own leadership. They may be open to considering the reality of the situation. I really don't think anyone with a working brain can condone attacks on civilian targets. You just have to get through the initial defenses of the person to allow them to come to see the conclusion for themselves. People who don't hold strong views on the topic are a little bit easier to get through to, because once the initial shell of misinformation is pierced, many of the realities of the situation are common sense and much more in line with the values of most people, especially those who got into the anti-Israel world because they were supposedly about human rights. More challenging debates or conversations is with a person who really believes these things strongly. This would be like the higher-ups at the anti-Israel organizations. If we look back at the Yosef Haddad video, we heard about the woman at the booth that he spoke with that had little information. She would be more like the type of person that we talked about earlier, someone with less information that doesn't really understand the facts or the reality. The person that she kept suggesting that he speak to from the group that had more information has likely gone deeper into the rabbit hole. This person may have started the anti-Israel group in the school and has convinced themselves of all these falsehoods, so much so that there's little chance to change their minds. It is always very interesting to meet and speak with these type of people. You will find that many of these anti-Israel devotees are not themselves Palestinian. Some may have never actually even met a Palestinian. Somehow they have no horse in this race, yet have formed incredibly strong feelings towards the Palestinian people in their plight. I'm not pretending to be a psychiatrist or really understand what's going through their heads, but in this day and age it seems like there's a lot more people who come from the majority culture 
who want to be able to speak about these difficult issues. As a person who is not a minority, they seem to have a lot of guilt over having a life that's too easy and free from discrimination that others face. In response to this guilt, there's an increase in people who are not the minority, but want to join a minority cause to alleviate their guilt over their privilege, and also want to be seen by others as using their privilege for good, to help those that they feel are in need. We have seen this type of thing before, a group of minorities with legitimate issues and grievances that have their groups and messages hijacked by overzealous people who want to prove that they are the most woke, for the lack of a better term. The people who understand and their demands are drowned out by people with little real understanding of the problem. An example of this can be found in our earlier podcast, Boycott the Palestinians. In this episode, we saw how North American BDS movements, made up of mostly non-Palestinian people, have done more harm than good to the Palestinian people. In fact, they were called out by the Palestinians and even the leader of the Palestinian Authority for the calls for boycotting Israel, which they did not agree with. These people who have devoted their lives to what is essentially a lie may be hard to convince otherwise. You will probably not change these people's minds. Maybe it's just better to avoid it altogether and save your breath. However, in the event that you're speaking to one of these people who hold strong views on the situation, you can use the earlier techniques of agreement and common ground with them about the Palestinian Arabs and how they are treated. You can question their government and leadership and try to bypass their defenses. You should follow this information on how the Palestinian leadership has not helped their people and is causing most of the issues that the Palestinian people today are facing on the ground. You can accept their claims about how Israel is not perfect and struggles to fight terror, but this fact does not excuse the Palestinian leadership for their poor living conditions and corruption. Worse, their acts of terror against civilians. If you can change this person's mind about the Palestinian leadership's role, even partially, for the Palestinian people's lives on the ground, this is a win. Maybe just putting a small crack in the armor is enough to eventually make this person think about their beliefs. It is unlikely that these people are just going to completely change their mind overnight. Their beliefs from a person with no knowledge or interest in the Israel-Palestinian conflict, to probably meeting someone at a university booth or seeing a photo on social media, eventually joining a group and being brainwashed with misinformation, which eventually led to becoming the person they are today, this process was not an overnight thing either. Neither will be their realization that what they've been believing and taught is not quite accurate. Things are a little bit different when you're dealing with someone who identifies as a Palestinian Arab. Obviously, this person will have a great deal of personal connection to the story. Sadly, almost similar to the Jewish people and generational trauma, Palestinian Arabs have a great deal of trauma put into their identity. Empathy with their story is most important. They have been taught all of these things about their history that can't simply be dismissed. However, one thing that I've always found interesting is that the people who are involved in the Western anti-Israel movement of the Palestinian background often have little connection to the people on the ground today. They may be the children or grandchildren of people who lived in the Middle East who have tried to re-establish their connection to their history. They have become rampant pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel online and in person, even if they have little experience about the situation themselves. A perfect example of this is the influencer and model Bella Hadid, whose father is Palestinian. She has become the de facto leader of the online anti-Israel movement. Ironically, from my research, it seems that Bella Hadid has not spent much, if any, time in Judea and Samaria or Gaza to be one-on-one with actual Palestinians. She, and others, prefer to take in the anti-Israel hate online and repost it as if it's fact, completely unaware or uncaring of the fact that most Palestinians on the ground may not agree with her anti-Israel hate. My bigger question is, does Bella Hadid or any Arab Palestinians listen to Arab Israelis? 
those Arabs from British Palestine who accepted Israeli citizenship and have gained all of the rights and freedoms of a democratic state. There's a great video online of the online activist Rudy Rockman speaking with someone who was pleading the case of the poor Palestinians when a young man far in the distance who was there with Rudy spoke up and explained that he is a Palestinian Arab and he supports Israel and is against the Palestinian leadership. These are the people that you should bring to the attention of people who say that they support the Palestinian people. As difficult as it may be, they need to hear the messages from Palestinian and Israeli Arabs on the ground before they can speak about the situation. They need to actually listen to what those people are asking for, what they want and what they need, rather than tell them what they need from afar. Sadly, this is the entire motive behind the BDS and pro-Palestinian movement. In the end, this is a very difficult thing to do. Take on a debate with others about a topic that you may not be as confident or comfortable with, especially against people who have spent much more time watching videos and reading social media posts than you. Arm yourself with the facts and the truth using this podcast and other sources so you can be confident that you know the truth and you'll be able to share it. The key thing you need to do in order to share your views with any of these types of people is disarm them with common ground and empathy. You will never be able to change minds or open hearts through their defensive shields. Hopefully, after this podcast, you'll find that there is always purpose to having these conversations with people, especially those with views based on misinformation. Not only will you be supporting Israel and maybe changing some minds, but you are going to break the chain of misinformation. This broken link in the chain will no longer pass along misinformation to others and may even one day be able to stand up and support Palestinian Arab people and speaking out against the people who are actually harming them. And this includes the Western groups who have hijacked the pro-Palestinian message to create an anti-Israel message instead. And those who always lose out are the Palestinian people themselves. This is the point to having the argument. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time. Thank you.